0: Welcome to another episode of 6 Minute Monday, where I give you six tips and tricks to make you more efficient and effective in the weight room, the board room, and on a football field. Tip number one, it is a recovery tip, and I'm not talking about a recovery from training. I'm not talking about foam rolling or lacrosse balls or massages or things of that nature. I'm talking about actually rehabbing from a legitimate injury. As many of you know, I've had some nerve issues in my right leg. It's affected my calf. It's affected my foot, and then a few weeks ago, I banged up my hamstring and the back of my calf by running on a little too hard when I had absolutely no feeling in my foot that day at training. Anyway, to recover, I've been gradually trying to get my back myself back into sprinting. One way to do that is to sprint up a hill with a slight incline. I'm not talking about Walter Payton running up mountains. I'm just talking about sprint up a hill with a slight inc- incline. Why is that a good recovery technique? Because as you're driving up this hill, one, your body is still in the acceleration uh, let's say, phase of the movement or positioning of the movement because your, your body is now at an incline. Think about how you are accelerating and your shin's at that 45-degree angle. And two, when your feet are striking, because the ground is going up as you are moving with it, because you're at that incline, your foot does not have to go as far down into the ground, and it leads to less of an impact. So this week in my recovery process, I went sprinting uphill at Bloomingdale uh, on the street. and We'll get into that in a minute. And I actually felt the best I've felt since I've had the injury, so I was able to do about 30 or 40 10-yard sprints pain-free. Okay, tip number two, something I am experimenting with. So in my diet, I have been following macros as prescribed by Dr. Tom, and the macros originally were 40% carbs, 35% protein, and 25% fat. If you do the math, that equals 100%. Anyway. I've not really been enjoying all of the carbohydrates that I've been eating. Like I'm not enjoying potatoes, I'm not enjoying the brown rice, I'm not enjoying any of it. So I'm kind of getting sick of it and my body was just stuck. I felt like I hit a plateau. So I made a very very minor adjustment. I switched my percentages of carbs and protein. So what I'm experimenting with right now is I've moved my protein up to 40%. I've moved my carbs down to 35%. I This is not a blasphemy in the world of uh, Dr. Tom's prescription. I just think that when I first saw him, I was heavily involved in coaching football, and that's not happening right now because we're in the offseason and there's a pandemic, so I'm not coaching nearly as much as I was, so I'm not moving around as much as I did. Plus, I'm working from home, so I'm not moving around a facility as much as I used to. Anyway, I think it's been a good shift because in just a short amount of Time, I took my average body weight, I'd say from around uh, 185 pounds down to 186 pounds. It sounds like nothing to most people, and most people want to just strangle me for talking about it. But for me, a pound or two makes a giant difference, especially as disciplined as I am in my diet. And I'll I'll add on to this my body fat has gone down, I'd say, a solid either 1% or about 1.5% since I started it. And I'm going to link this back to my productivity tip from a few weeks ago where I said, if you want something, Write it down. Write down what you want 15 times a day and it's going to happen. Well, I'm going to say that what I've been writing down directly correlated to this because now I, I was, it was actually directly correlated to me reducing my body fat. And by me writing it down every day, it actually gave me the focus to even think about making this minor modification with my macros. And at least for the first week, it's absolutely working. I'm hoping to see what it does to my energy levels, but I feel great. Uh, more to come. Okay, tip number three. This is a quote that I am thinking about. Tip number three, a quote that I am thinking about. It is better to have a rich friend with a boat than to own your own boat. I'll say that again. It's better to have a rich friend with a boat than to own your own boat. Now, I'm not telling you to not aspire to be the best you can be and make a lot of money and be able to provide for you and your family. What I'm saying is is that if you do have that money, you don't want to start buying stuff because think about how much effort that boat is going to take for you to own and maintain and clean, put it out a dock. Same thing with a pool. My neighbors say, hey man, why don't you get a pool? I don't want a pool. I don't want to wash that pool. I don't want to have to skim that pool. I don't want to have to manage the pH in that pool. I don't want to have to cover that pool in the winter. I don't want to have to put safety measures around the pool so nobody jumps in and gets killed. I just don't want a pool. I'd rather have a nice rich friend who's got a pool and I'll go visit him when I want to go in a pool or go to a resort that has a pool. When they, when they, when when I go there, I go in their pool. So uh, yeah, again, it's better to have a rich friend with a boat than to have your own boat. Okay, tip number four, something that I'm watching that has been moving me. It is a a series on Netflix called Strong. So Strong is a combination of The Biggest Loser and Real World Rules Challenge. So the way the show works is you have these, uh, these women, these women who believe they are out of shape, paired up with professional trainers. And the women and their trainer, they train together, and what's really cool is they compete together. Meaning, so woman one and her professional trainer, they go head-to-head with woman two and her, her professional trainer. So now the trainers have to compete, and the women compete alongside of them. And it's like the Real World rose Challenge, because if you come in last place, you get eliminated, and you have to go to head-to-head in some gauntlet type of material, so uh, it's pretty sick. What I really enjoy about it, more than just the competition, because you guys know how much I love competition and challenges, is you're really getting to see how people coach. You know, I love I love coaching. I love to see how people coach other people. And originally, these women got to pick their coach based on how their coach performed. They did a challenge and they said, oh, I want this guy because he looks like he's in sick shape. I want this guy because he looks like he's tough. But that doesn't always make the best coach. That's not what the best coach is. And there's one coach that really stood out to me. Uh, you guys have probably heard the name before. He's all over the place. His name is Todd Durkin. You know, he, he's... I think he's been on ESPN. He's been on USA Today. He's been—he's done a lot. He's written a lot of articles that I've read, and he was one of the older coaches there. He definitely wasn't the top performer there, but I said to my wife, "That guy's a coach. Like he, even as he's competing." his focus wasn't on his own performance. His focus wasn't on, uh, how am I going to win against this other trainer? It was about, how am I going to make my athlete better? And he was so motivated. I loved every second of watching how this guy was really, his primary focus was on the people he was coaching as opposed to his own p- performance. Now, did he compete? Yeah. Did he get after it? Yeah. Uh, but I just loved to see how he really coached up that person. And I also loved how he would break things down for her. Like, yeah, we're going to be in this 6 base competition. We're gonna break this down into mini chunks and tackle tackle it one phase at a time. Okay. Uh, tip number five. Tip number five. The strangest thing that I've heard all week. I'm going back to this. Strangest thing that I've heard all week is my wife. Uh, I went to go write a program for myself, and I said I need some time. I gotta write this program. I do it about once a month, and and I'm like I just need a little bit of time. She's like How long is it gonna take? Like ten minutes? I'm like Ten minutes. This is not ten minutes. This is gonna take me the better part of an hour to two hours to write this program. And she's like, you think you'd be making some sort of artwork? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, actually, I am. So I had to give her the old uh, Mona Lisa speech and how much time and effort I put into preparing my sheet. Not only is it a program for me to do the next three weeks, but it ties into what I already did the three weeks before that and what I'm going to do the three weeks to three months after that. So again, for me, it is a form of artwork, and more importantly, I've been married to this awesome, awesome lady for 12 years, and she still doesn't understand how much I value in the programming and artistry of the sheets that we put together. And again, some of these things are online for free. If you go to our website, there's two of them on there now. There's the Holy Girl of Strength, and there's the Advanced Training Bodybuilding Program. Both, I believe, are works of art. One day, they'll probably be in the Metropolitan Museum right next to uh, some beautiful pieces, other pieces of artwork. Okay, tip number six, the last tip. It's a productivity tip, and I I'm going to link this back to my sprinting. I said, I will right, we'll talk about this later. We're going to talk about it right now. So there's something called a threshold. A threshold is what? how many other people do you need to do something before you're willing to jump in and do it? And I believe to be successful, you need to have a low threshold. Now, I first heard about this concept when I was reading the MVP machine, and they were talking about a guy like Trevor Bauer, that he's got a low threshold. He doesn't care if everybody says his workouts are stupid. He's going to still do them. Well, for you guys who do our crazy workouts, you have to have this low threshold. And I'm going to directly relate this to my sprinting. I said, yeah, I went sprinting up a hill. Do you know where I went sprinting up a hill? Outside Bloomingdale Park. You know who was there? People walking their dogs. So the road is half covered in snow. We just had uh, 16 inches of snow in Staten Island. You can't get on the field. My thought was I'm going to go run in the middle of the street, and I don't care who's watching. Now, people are walking by. They're trying to drive by me. They're walking the dog past me. There's people jogging past me. I don't care. I'm going to stand in the street, and I'm going to do my uh, sideways bounces, my single-leg fires. I'm going to sprint up the hill. I'm going to walk back. I'm going to do my low pushes. I don't care. If I cared what other people think, I would have lost that opportunity to get better. So if you want to be successful in life, you have to really lower that threshold down. If you're going to go to a resort and go to a gym, you can't feel weird about uh, doing an overhead squat or doing something wacky so that people are going to think differently of you. I know my wife said in her 6-Minute Monday that sometimes I look so weird that she pretends she doesn't know me. Good. That's what I'm talking about, people. Have a low threshold. All right. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard, I've been sweating like a maniac, but unfortunately after my sessions I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank, in fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more, you need electrolytes, but I refused to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty, electrolyte drink mix. That's right. I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. there has got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today.